Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. I'm going to be really honest. We're talking about electric guitar today, and... Uh, the advantages of songwriting with the electric guitar. And this is probably going to be the shortest of our series so far here because the advantages of the electric guitar are largely shared. Um, so a lot of the advantages of the acoustic guitar also apply to the electric. And we, of course, covered the uh, the acoustic guitar last week. So if you missed that episode, I recommend you go back. Actually, technically... I don't know why I said technically that word doesn't mean anything in this context. Really, you should go back two weeks if you missed that so you can hear the whole series. I talk about why you should, uh, the advantages of songwriting with the piano that first week. Second week, talked about the acoustic guitar. And this episode, we're going to talk about the electric guitar. So a lot of the strengths of the acoustic are also in the electric. I talk in depth about those in the last podcast, so go check that out before listening to this one um, if you have not already. But I'm going to blow through what some of those strengths that are similar um, or are the same, sorry, uh, for the acoustic and the electric real fast at the beginning here. Again, to get more in-depth and the comprehensive list, go back and listen to that podcast. So, um, the ability to sing and play at the same time, the uh, strength of uh, really being able to nail the rhythm and the chords early on in the songwriting process is, of course, the same because it is, after all, the same instrument. Um, The main thing it does not share with the acoustic guitar is that it is not genre and feel agnostic the way acoustic guitar is. And it's also not easily transportable like acoustic guitar is. Technically, yes, the guitar itself is just as easily transportable. I know. But realistically, you're not going to take an electric guitar somewhere and play it without an amp. Right? That's not what you do. If you're going out on the back steps to impress a girl with how well you play guitar, you're not taking your electric guitar and your amp. And you're probably not taking your electric guitar. You're taking your acoustic guitar. Um, So those are the two main strengths that it does not share. But I would argue its greatest strength is actually that it doesn't share that genre slash feel agnostic characteristic of the acoustic guitar uh for more on what that means again go check out that other podcast if you haven't already just do it come on just do it so um the beauty of electric guitar is it's one instrument with infinite sounds and tones and you might say well joseph that's true of every instrument no it's not a piano sounds like a piano Right, You can sit at a Yamaha or a Steinway, and they'll sound a little different, right? The Yamaha might be a little brighter. You know, if you're playing at a, at a, a you know, a keyboard's not going to sound as nice as a piano, and, and a, a grand piano is going to sound richer than a upright piano. But at the end of the day, they all sound like a freaking piano. 
not that different, right? When you hear a piano on a record, you don't think, oh, is that a Yamaha, you know, Mini Grand or is that a Steinway and Sons actual Grand, full-size Grand? You don't think that. You're just like, yep, that's a piano, right? Same with acoustic guitar. You know, you can change some things, like you might have a Rich Taylor guitar versus, you know, some guitar that I can't think of a not rich guitar. Not that every guitar Taylor makes is rich necessarily, but they tend to have richer sounding guitars. Um, But I don't really know any guitars that aren't, specifically aren't rich because I'm only interested in guitars that sound rich and full, so... I'll admit, I don't really know. Uh, but, you know, you can change to l- nylon strings for a different sound on the acoustic guitar, more classical sound, right? But for the most part, it still sounds like an acoustic guitar. But with, with you know, it's, you know, violin and everything else, right? Same thing. Or even less difference, right? Like, you don't even, there aren't, you're not putting on different gauge strings on a violin, right? There's violin strings. Like, you just have a violin. It might sound like a better or worse violin, but for the most part, a violin sounds like a violin. Same with a flute and all those other things. Uh, all those, all the other instruments we could talk about. But with electric guitar, right, you have distortion, fuzz, endless reverbs, right? You can layer reverbs on reverbs to have this echoey, atmospheric sound, delays, overdrives. You can use clean, right? Different clean tones. I mean, with pedals and stuff, it's just an infinite sound palette uh, that you only get from, the only thing that can match it is synths, uh, which you can argue, well, a synth is basically a piano. It's it's keyboard, right? It's, um, but to me, that's separate. And that's a whole, that can be a whole nother episode is the beauty of writing with synths. Uh, but usually, traditionally, when you write on a piano, you're playing with piano sounds, right? Even if you play, like when I write music on a keyboard, most of the time, I'm just using the piano sound library. I'm using the piano sound. Whereas with electric guitar, it's an inherently a part of the instrument, uh, the 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 um, almost culture of of tweaking tone, right? You have knobs to tweak tone, you know, which which pickup is 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 getting more of the sound, right? Is it the pickup that gets a little more of the bassy tones or is it the one that's a little more the high tones, mixing those things, you know, swapping out strings, swapping out pickups, right? Changing your pickups. Um, not even mentioning like, you know, a, a pedal board, right? Are you even a, a real elect- lead guitarist specifically, but really any electric guitarist, if you don't have your pedal board, right? With your all the different pedals that you've learned to love and you put them in a specific order that makes sense to you. And you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a whole almost separate, it turns into almost separate instrument, separate thing, the, the pedal board concept, right? You don't have that for other instruments. And the reality is we, we've talked about this before, but different sounds inspire you differently, right? Just, just how, how I play a piano differently than an acoustic guitar influences me differently, right? Just the fact that playing it is very different. Just like playing a flute is a very different experience. I don't know anything about the flute, but I look at it, right? I know people who have played flute and I have a brain. So I figure out that, you know, the way you play flute is going to influence you differently than playing a piano. It's so different, right? The way you play it. 
but also the sound of acoustic guitar being very different than piano is a part of what helps make it such a different writing experience that can inspire you so differently. With electric guitar, you don't just have the one sound. You have infinite sounds with one instrument that plays the same way, so you don't need to learn to play different instruments to get radically different sounds. I mean radically different sounds, right? Like, the difference between that clean guitar... That, that just is smooth versus that hard distortion that just sears through your brain or is epic and huge versus, you know, those infinite reverbs that, that sort of just make it this, this ethereal sound in the background, right? Like all those are going to inspire you so, so, so differently. Um, it's, it, it's like, you can go to New York City and you can look at the Empire State Building and then you can look at, uh, I forget what it's called, but whatever the tower is that's at like Ground Zero now. Is it Ground Zero Tower or something? I don't remember. Um, and, you know, you can look at all those other really cool tall buildings. New York is really cool. Love it. But at the end of the day, they're all kind of big rectangles. They might have different characteristics at the top. They're different, impressive, differently, different. Well, they all have different heights, right? Um, which makes one more impressive than the next one. But for the most part, right, they all sort of have the, the similar feel. That's like playing one piano versus another piano. Or one acoustic guitar versus another acoustic guitar. But if you go and look at the, the Statue of Liberty, and then you fly across the country and look at, you know, may, maybe instead of staying in a hotel overlooking, uh, you know, the streets of New York below, now you go to a cabin on Lake Tahoe. Right. And then you go camping in a in a tent. It's really hot because you're in Arizona at the Grand Canyon. Right. And then you go up to, uh, you know, the whatever that what's that one geyser called? Old Old Faithful. Right. Old Faithful um, in Yellowstone, right? Like all of those are just so different, right? And there's, there's some in there that are a little more similar to others, right? Like the city inspiration is going to be different than the like nature inspiration, but even like the, like Grand Canyon has a very different feel. It inspires you differently as a creator than Lake Tahoe. It's just, is very different. They're both nature. They're both very nice, uh, but they're, they're, they're just inherently different. And that's kind of what you get with the electric guitar, right? You just switch what pedal you're using. And all of a sudden you went from the streets of New York city to camping right next or inside of the Grand Canyon to a nice little log cabin on Lake Tahoe, right? Like you, you can make those inspiration shifts just by switching what pedals you're using, which is an unbelievably useful tool, right? Because sometimes, yes, it's nice to write with instruments that might be more agnostic in the uh, genre or feel, right? Because 
you might not write in many different genres, right? A lot of us stick more or less to the same genre, or in my case, two I basically have two genres, two different genres, um, but I have different feels within the same genre, right? Like between happy versus sad, which is very oversimplified, but, you know, a differing degree of happy or sad or thoughtful or, or you know, a wistful sounding song and a, a huge song that like blows your brains out with like sound versus a very low key song that basically is just acoustic guitar, right? Like... Even in the same genre, you often have different feels. And it's very helpful to have different instruments to inspire you to those feels so that you change up the feel, right? You can't help but change up the feel when you go from writing with distortion versus writing with clean versus these endless reverbs and delays versus overdrive even, right? And overdrive is more on the distortion scale, right? Like they're both leaning towards rock probably, but, um, you know, being able to change the tone and feel on a dime while playing the same exact instrument is a huge, huge advantage, especially if you want to sort of push yourself in some different directions or, to push yourself in a specific direction, right? Because maybe if you write on acoustic guitar for the 30 billionth time or a piano for the 30 billionth time, you're just going to naturally fall back into your other habits that go with the piano. Like you, you tend to write piano riffs that have a certain sound. You tend to write guitar riffs that have a certain sound. You're not going to do that when you switch from distortion to reverb on your electric guitar, right? Like it's just going to inspire you differently, almost like it, it's almost like a totally different instrument at that point, sound-wise, even though the playableness is the same. You know, the play is obviously the same because it's the same instrument. Another factor, I think the main one is that infinite sounds and tones, for sure. Um, that is definitely the main reason. If I'm going to choose the electric guitar over the acoustic guitar or piano... Because those are my my three instruments, basically, right? Uh, you know, I, I play bass for a lot of the songs because if you're a guitarist, it's easy enough to record bass, right? Um, but you know, those are those are my three main go tos for pretty much everything, um, specifically with writing. And if I'm going to choose electric guitar. For writing a song, not for recording a song. That's a whole different discussion. But for writing a song, the reason I'm going to go to that electric guitar is is that tone sound advantage that I can change it and inspire myself specifically with the same instrument based on changing the sounds or tones. You know, the easiest way to inspire yourself to write an awesome rock lick or an awesome rock, you know, set of power chords is to turn the distortion on, right? Like, it just inspires you that way. You're just ready to write epic music. But there are some other minor advantages. And this can be seen either way, but it's even easier to play than acoustic guitar. So if you have an acoustic and electric guitar, if you've played both of them, you've probably noticed that it's easier to play electric guitar than acoustic. Now, when I say that, I hope you are not hearing it's easier to play lead guitar than rhythm guitar, because that is a whole different thing. 
yes, there's like no band on the planet where the acoustic guitar plays lead and the electric guitar plays rhythm. I can't think of a single band, but you can have rhythm electric guitar and you also technically can have lead acoustic guitar. Usually if you do, it's an all acoustic band usually, or at least the guitars are all acoustic or whatever. But uh, that's a whole different discussion because lead guitar and rhythm guitar is really a job description, right? Not an instrument, which is uh, a totally different discussion. But, um, you know, playing power chords, because the tendency on electric guitar, the frets are a little closer together, I believe. Um, and then just the way the strings are made and... Uh, the fact that you are using effects on an amp or effects from pedals cover up mistakes, right? So between, like, it legitimately is easier to play things like, for example, bar chords, right? Bar chords are the epitome of the bane of a beginner guitarist existence, right? Like, the first time you try to play a bar chord, everybody responds to it the same way. Like, what? I'm never going to be able to do this. This is buzzy and sounds horrible, and I can't do it. I can't stretch my finger like that. This is awful, right? You will always be able to do that on electric guitar before you can do it on acoustic guitar. You know, playing lead is is easier on electric guitar. Again, because certain tones, certain pedals can can help really smooth over the sound and traditionally right lead guitar is also electric so it's a little easier to be inspired that way because you're used to hearing electric guitar carry a melody more than you are used to acoustic guitar uh, so just your Im sort of implicit associations are going to influence that as well so you may say well does, isn't that an advantage for acoustic guitar that it's harder to play? So if you can play it on acoustic, you definitely can play it on electric. And yes, that's true. I actually forgot to mention that in the last podcast, even though I had it written down. Uh, but yes, that is an advantage. If you can play something on acoustic, you know you can play it on electric. And you probably can play it even better. Because um, it's just an easier instrument to play. And it's an easier instrument to cover up mistakes on than acoustic guitar, where every little thing is very perceptible. Uh, every little buzz, every little you pick up on everything. You don't get that with electric guitar, thank God. Um, but on the other side, right? Let's say, and if you're the lead songwriter, oftentimes, let's say you're in a band. Usually, right? As a songwriter, you're often the lead vocalist, which usually means you're not the lead guitarist, right? You're probably the rhythm guitarist. Um, so. If you're not going to be the person who has to play the hardest parts, why do you necessarily need to write a guitar part that you can play well? Right? So, hopefully to make this easier to understand, let's say you write a riff that is an 8 in difficulty. Your lead guitarist might be able to play up to a 10 and be fine. They can certainly play an 8 well. You can only play up to a 7 on electric guitar, or an 8 on electric guitar, clearly. You can play only up to a 6 on acoustic guitar. Probably isn't going to be that big of a difference because this seems to be turning into a scale out of 10. So let's say a 7. So you just can't really play it that well on acoustic guitar. 
but you can on electric, barely. Just because it's easier to play on electric, so you can play something slightly more difficult than you would be able to play on acoustic guitar, which might be the instrument you play when your band's playing. Do you really want your writing to be held back by your abilities? Right? In theory, if I could write a piano... Uh, it's going to depend, but especially with guitar, where often you're in a situation where even though you are the lead songwriter, the person who gets to play the hardest guitar riff, the lead guitarist is going to be a totally different person who has skills that might be, are probably a lot higher than yours, right? That's why they're lead guitar and you're not. Uh, that's why I would have a lead guitarist and I'm not the lead guitarist, right? I like to think of myself as a high-end rhythm guitarist and a low-end lead, right? Like, I could do some lead, but you really don't want me to be your lead guitarist, right? The reason you want me in my in your band is the songwriting, the singing, the piano, and then, you know, being able to fill in with acoustic guitar or rhythm guitar. You don't want me in your band because my lead gu guitar ability is going to blow you away, right? That's That's not my skill set. Um, similar, you're probably in a similar position. So why be held back in your writing when whatever parts you're coming up with might be largely played by the better guitarist anyway, who can play it perfectly well on acoustic and electric? Why be held back? Um, so the fact that it's easier to play also can be a good thing. Again, it depends. If you're one, if you're a one person show, that might change this. Um, but in general, it is always nice to have the option to write something on an instrument that's easier to write with, right? Because it's easier to play. Um, that certainly, of course, can have an advantage. So I hope this was helpful to you. Like I said, this is definitely the shortest of these podcasts, but hey, Think of it like this. I'm giving you some time back because I know that piano one was long. It was like 50 minutes long. So I'm giving you some time back. Also, again, most of the things that we talked about with the acoustic also apply to the electric, except for some of the things I explicitly mentioned does do not apply. Um, and some of those minor differences, like here you get infinite tones, there you get a little bit more genre feel agnostic. Um, but I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single download, every single listen. Um, I know that, you know, we only have a certain amount of time in the day. And the fact that you feel that uh, I teach you enough to be worth a chunk of that day once a week uh, means a lot. And I really appreciate that. Um, if you want the perfect accompaniment, to these podcasts, go pick up my free guide, 10 ways to start writing a song today, right now, 10 ways to just be inspired in different ways or to continue writing a song. Go pick that up, songwritertheory.com slash free guide, all one word. Link will be in the description. If you don't mind, please leave a re review for this podcast, especially if you can do it on iTunes. That would be amazing. That would be super helpful, would help other people find this podcast so that they can also be helped in the way that you have. Um, that would be much appreciated, especially if you can give it five stars. If you can't give it five stars, I would prefer you just email me and tell me how I can earn five stars from you so someday you can leave a five-star review. And if you want to leave a one-star review, my question to you would be, why did you make it this far in the podcast? Why don't you just move on with your life? If you hate this podcast so much, just move on. It's okay. I don't love every podcast I listen to. Different personalities are for different people. 
I have a different perspective than other people. And they have different perspectives from me. You might like my perspective and dislike another guy's perspective. Love another girl's perspective. Dislike another girl's perspective, right? Like, there's all different perspectives out there. Maybe you like mine. Maybe you don't like mine. Whatever it is, that's fine. I'm cool with it. I'm at peace with it. But for those of you who do like what we're doing here, again, I appreciate you tuning in and listening every week. By the way, if you are new, new podcasts drop every single Monday. And there's also a blog. Uh, and the blog post also drops every Monday. That's at songwritertheory.com. In case that's not fairly obvious by, by this point. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you. When do you think? I say this enough now. You know, right? I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>